Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm so awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually in Iowa this time. I'm not just kidding. I'm here. We're on Zoom. And so we had like travel day from, well, it wasn't from hell, but it wasn't great. Right. So woke up in the morning to finish packing, didn't get any sleep, woke up early, like I'm packing drinking my coffee and I look at my phone and it says flight canceled. So I'm like, no reason, right? Like it's just canceled. So I call American and they say like longer than average wait times. If you're not trapped, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I push this button like for a call back and they're like, okay, we will call you back by 3:45 PM. <laughs> okay. So I, they had like rebooked us. So it was like, you can click rebook to through Dallas, which was super annoying to me. Dallas is not on the way to Iowa. And so I was like, no, I'm not clicking that. Right. Like that's silly. So I I rebooked on Delta through Detroit with a 34 minute connection, repacked all of our bags so I could get some stuff on, um, in a carry on thinking that like, there's no chance our bags are making it with a 34 minute connection. Yeah. So we're pulling into the airport for a 515 flight um, rather than like morning flight. And so that's the thankful part. At least we were home, right? We hadn't left yet, but then I get a notification, like your flight to Minneapolis. I'm like, what? I don't have a flight to Minneapolis. Like what, what, what? So I I'm like, just pull up there. Let me run in. Ashy, stay in the car. I'll be back. And they're like, Oh yeah, your, um, Detroit flight is delayed 27 minutes. And we had a 34 minute, you know, connection. So they automatically rebooked us on a 6 45 PM. (laughs) So we're like going back and forth. Like, should we just go out to dinner? Like, and, and yeah. we're looking at the time, like maybe it's, there's not enough time. So anyway, Ashy and I went in and had some dinner together and just sat at a restaurant and made it like a, we got here at like one o'clock in the morning. So it's never without Yay. like an adventure, but we made it safe and all as well. But I just wanted to share before we get going. Um, so last Thursday. What day was I washing my hair at your house? Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Yeah. So I had this whole fiasco of having to wash my hair at Steph's house. And <laughs> AJ thought I was vacuuming upstairs because of how long it took me to make my hair dry. She's vacuuming your bathroom. I was, I like, was literally using like three different devices to try to make my hair dry, covered in sweat, hair stuck all over me. Yes. <laughs> Although now because of my hair with the collagen too, I don't know if you saw my stories the other day, but I was like, oh my gosh, I used to like envy people that it took so long to dry their hair. But I'm like, oh yeah, it's taken me a lot longer now. Yeah, forever. Um, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I was um, in your bathroom, drenched in sweat, drying my hair, and uh, the school, Caleb's school, was calling, and I always hit decline because I know they're calling to tell me that he didn't log into class, right? It's usually this automated thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's weird because it usually calls me at night, right? Like to tell me he didn't log into class that day. <laughs> so I came downstairs and you and AJ were doing school. It was so cute. 
And I listened to my message and it was the guidance counselor. And she's like, Kristen, I'm just, I'm calling with wonderful news. Like, like, I know I've never done that before, but I have yeah. truly wonderful news. And she's like, I just, what is Caleb's phone number? And, and so she I, was, you could just, I was so honored to like be in the room, just yeah, to like probably. see your reaction, but to hear it in her voice too. Yeah. Like, so, so then um, I called Caleb and he picked up and he was like, mom, I never cried from being happy before. And I bawled, like I yeah. bawled when, when I got the news, but so Caleb graduated, he did it. He passed. He like, this was literally the day after the last day for the seniors. Like we thought he did not graduate. Like it did not happen. Yeah. And I was, I was prepared for it. Like, okay, we'll just take it as it, you know, whatever comes, we got this and whatever, yeah. but praise the risen Lord. The kid graduated. He's so happy. I'm so happy. Now there's lots of decisions to make, but I'm just so proud of him. And dang it. I love that kid. And I just, it was just a really happy, wonderful day. It was amazing. Yeah, so, so, so awesome. So now we got to plan the party. That's right. And you guys finish homeschool, which is freaking amazing. Oh, giant, huge, amazing accomplishment. A year and a half of homeschooling. Oh my gosh. And not just any kid homeschooling, just any kid, right? That's <laughs> a good deal. I see all these thriving homeschoolers and I'm like, yeah, you want to have him come over? <laughs> but he's I mean, me though, like he, right, is, so who better really? Right. Cause you understand him and you totally know, you but totally he is so know. excited where he's going back to private school. And I was on the phone with the lady and he hears me talking and he's like, mom, mommy, do you need a pen? What do you need? What do you need? And he's like, I can hear him in the background. And he's like, Oh my gosh, ready. you need a backpack. Yeah, and I, I always keep my wallet like in my, car. I shouldn't say that, I guess, out loud. But anyways, he was like, what do you need your wallet? What do you need? What do you need? I'll go get it. You know, like he was just like so stoked. And then I, and then <laughs> it was so sweet. Like then I had all the emotions of like, oh my gosh, but nope, we're good. We're done. Yeah. We're, he actually starts school two months from yesterday. Oh, good. Oh, great. Yeah. Dang, they start early, huh? Early, but then they're out early. Good. It'll be perfect. It'll be so good. And I know you're on to like purging and packing and all yes. the things like so exciting so exciting we're ready yes. to go yes awesome, yes awesome all right well we have an awesome guest on today yes. i'm just Amazing. gonna quickly read her bio um rose is a cali girl that just moved to central arizona um, she loves reading, coffee, hiking, and being outdoors. She has been married to her husband, Paul, who is amazing. I love Paul. For 16 years, they have four beautiful children, 13, 11, 8, and 6. She is an elementary school teacher. She used to homeschool, um, business owner, and ministry leader. Um, she, they have led marriage ministries and put on marriage retreats. They love to pour into couples that are hurting or even those who are thriving. Um, we can all learn and grow from each other. And she says that no one has arrived. And so I'm super excited Ooh. to have this conversation. It's something that Love you and I do. We talk about this. Right. We've not, never talked about it on the pod. Yeah, not on the pod. So this yeah. will be a great episode. Get ready. Hide your babies. Cover Hide their your ears. Baby. Cover your ears. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey. How I feel so excited because we're like in person, but not really. Kind of like we got, this is how, what we got to get used to, right? <laughs> this is so our new normal. The new normal. Yeah. 
Um, so KB is back home and we, I'm in Virginia. Some people are asking me like every day now, like, wait, where, where are you? Um, and we have Rose on today, which I am so, so, so excited. Hey girl. Hey, um, thank you so much for jumping on and thank you for, um, you're, you've always just been such an amazing, like sister in Christ and, um, you know, whether it's praying or just like reaching out. And so how this even came about is that you just sent me a message. You're like, Hey, I just need to take a second and like send you a message. And I'm so proud of you and Chad and, you know, all of that stuff. And you said that you would, you know, like to share either whether it's podcast or whatever with me. And so I was like, well, let's get on the pod and just talk about it. Cause so many people can benefit from this. And so, um, why don't you just go ahead and jump in and tell us a little bit about yourself. We already did the bio and the intro, but um, let the people hear you and what we're going to talk about. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I am just like uh, beyond the moon to be on here and <laughs> talk about something that really is, is near to my heart. Um, I have been married to my husband for about 16 years and we just had a huge move. Uh, we moved from Southern California uh, the place where I was born and raised and knew every nook and cranny of my city to central Arizona. <laughs> so, you know, you think of like, you know, just doing what God wants you to do. And we were in a season in our life and our marriage where we just needed a change. I'm sure you know about that stuff because you're moving soon. Um, and we were just like praying. And one night, you know, my husband's like, I'm just going to look at jobs. Let's just see what's out there. And he literally applied for like five jobs and had three interviews the next week. And I was like, um, is this really happening? Um, and you know, I was a homeschooling mom. So I was a teacher for 10 years, um, pre kids and in the middle of some kids. And then I just had the, the, ble the blessing to stay home for six years yeah. and homeschool and do the things and travel and do all the fun stuff. Um, and then when we moved here, I wasn't expecting to get a job, but a, a job at a Christian school opened up and I took it. And so all of my kids are now in school. I teach there. And so it's just been such a, I know it's insane. I am literally, literally like still finding my way. I'm like, okay, I work full time. I have kids. I do church stuff, like all the things, but it is such a, an amazing blessing because God is opening so many doors. And so my husband who was a children and youth pastor for a few years back in Cali has all this experience working with kids. He's amazing. He actually got a job as a teacher's aide at a, a school with kids with special needs and stuff and stuff like that. And then just got a promotion and they're promoting him to a middle school teacher for special ed. So it's like all the things, like the things that we've worked hard, we'll talk about a little bit about that later, just hard things in marriage and your life and with your kids, yeah. you're just like, is there an end to this? And then God's like, here's the blessing and here's the blessing. And you're like, yes. So you know, just things like that, but it, it definitely is, uh, it's been a blessing. So here we are in Arizona. Um, yeah, I have yeah. a third, 13 year old that is like a mini me. She's just hilarious. She's so tall. 11 year old son that plays club baseball. So we are all about baseball and sports. I know all so about that. <laughs> doing that. And then we have a, a eight year old Avery and then my uh, baby Addison is six. So 13 all the way down to six. And so, um, it's, it's a lot and it's, uh, you know, you get pulled in every direction, but I think the most important thing in a family is your marriage. Like your kids need to see that you love each other. Your kids need to see that you work things out. They need to see that you're constantly like each other's, you know, friend and not like, okay, you're on that side of the house. I'm on this side of the house. Do you do you and whatever. And then we'll meet up at dinner time. <laughs> What's wow. for dinner? No. 
Yeah. And that, so- that's where we were, you know? And right. so first of all, I just want to say, um, people like you are amazing. The homeschool thing, we just did it a year and a half. And like, I had so many emotions yesterday as we wrapped up our last day, because in the beginning we were like all gung ho and we were doing great. And then, you know, we just petered out. And granted, I have a lot of other hats that I wear as well. Um, but AJ is me through and through. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that we could probably figure it out and work it out, but, um, he is going to be going back to private Christian school and we need that. Like we need as much Jesus as we can have. Right. Right. The other thing like with Chad and I is we did, we lost us. That's really what happened. You know, and I remember just being like, you know, feeling, I don't know, we had another lady on the pod years ago that was like, you know, divorce just shouldn't even be on the table. And I'm like, how did I allow that to get on the table? If I'm never willing to like give up on anything else, how was I willing to give up on the one thing that mattered the most? And so the cool thing about right now is yes, the move, the change would be so awesome for us, but also I've just started to come across a lot of things and like letters written back and forth and like all of these cool things as I continue to pray to God, like continue to show me like, you know, like how do we get back to where we were in the beginning? Um, so this is just such a perfect for me and I'm sure so many others. So Yeah. And I think the important thing is like, just because we've been married 16 years does not mean we have it all together because there was a season in our marriage, even like when we were doing ministry and it was like, um, like, you know, we, we vowed never to say the D word, you know, divorce in our, in our family, our marriage or a family. And it it came up several times because I was like, we can't do this anymore. Like we're we need to get a divorce and, you know, and it's like, um, we went through that really hard time and had to allow people to come speak into our lives. Like, you know, um, we had some pastors come and you're like super embarrassed because you're like, okay, we're the Christians here. Like, and we need help in our marriage, but it's like, that's what we, that's what we are. Like we're a family. Like we should ask for help. We should say, Hey, I need some tips and some help here. Um, and we should never feel ashamed to, to reach out to anybody. Like that is a biggest lie from the pit of hell. Like that we have to have it all together, even as moms, even as business owners and whatever, you know, all the hats we wear, it's fine to be like, um, hi, can I have some help please? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Like I have a 13 year old now and I'm like, I, I help, I need some help please. And so you have to look to others to, to, you know, grow from, um, so yeah, and that's but, one of uh, my biggest downfalls is asking for help. I've definitely yeah. learned to get better at that through this process, through our separation and divorce and just asking people for help with whatever it is. Um, right. I love that you said that for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, I want to talk about, this is what we have for today is intimacy is more than sex. So that's the reason I kicked my family out of the house. Cause I'm like, um, let's talk about this. So, you know, of course for me, like getting married was like a big deal. Um, just prefacing, I was a virgin. Well, we were both virgins together when we got married, but I was like a complete virgin and he had had other relationships before. So going into our marriage, I had major issues like, you know, in intimacy, like, oh my God, he's thinking about somebody else. Oh my gosh. He's like, I just like would like in my own head, like be like just tripping myself out on the thoughts. Right. So, um, that's something that we totally had to work through and talk with. And those things are hard because you don't, 
even with your spouse, like when you're getting to, to, you know, right when you're married and you're getting to kind of know each other, you don't want to be like, hello, I'm insecure. Hi. Like I, you know, are you thinking about so-and-so like, hi, like I feel like crap in this body, you know, just all the things, but it's so important to like be honest and be like, Hey, can I just ask you something like, and be honest with me too. Like, tell me the truth. Don't lie. You know? Um, but to me, it's like, um, intimacy isn't just sex. There's so much more that there is in life to, you know, in your relationship, there's communication, um, and a bunch of other things that I have here, but, and honestly too, like sex, isn't the quick fix. Like, Oh, if we have more sex, we'll be better. Like, Oh, if we, you know, do this and then all our money issues or all these discipline things with our kids will just disappear. Like it is not a quick fix and it's not just going to make everything better. That is one part. That is one little part of marriage. Um, but there's so many other parts. Um, what I love is about, in, uh, about intimacy. It's that deep knowing of that other person. So it's like, you're knowing their deep thoughts. They're kind of like their intention, you know, their intentions, what they're thinking, their expectations, um, and you're, you're just getting to know somebody like really deep. Um, and you know, a, a lot of us in life, we have a lot of like, you know, friendships, relationships, but there's those like deep relationships that, you know, like if I call my girl, she's not going to think I'm crazy. She's going to pray for me. Or <laughs> she's going to hear me out, you know, but it's like, we need that with our spouse. We need to be like, dude, um, this is how I'm feeling. Like, Hey, like, what are your thoughts on this? Um, so it's the, the details and you know, they see our flaws. Like we see each other's flaws. They see our wrinkles. They see the cellulite. They see that area that you didn't shave (laughs) (laughs) for real. Like, you know, and it's like, um, and you know, with that, obviously you want to be like, uh, primmed and proper like when you go in the bedroom you don't want to be all like hello here's my hairy bush <laughs> but, you know, you wanna, you, <laughs> like take it or leave it I'm just kidding I love um, you so much. but but you seriously like you want to be like take care of yourself and you know um all of us know like it's super important to take care of your health mental health um all of that is so critical for your relationship with your spouse and that should be like you know, your marriage should be the glue that is holding your family together. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, you know, they, as you are, you know, progressing in your relationship, you should be able to be honest and open. And that's where I think a lot of us struggle is like, we think they're judging us like, but they're like, no, they should be your biggest fan. They should be your biggest support. And that doesn't always happen. Like overnight, like you get married and you're like, woohoo, we're like on this cloud. No, there is hard things um, because, you know, there's kids involved. Then there's, you know, if you're, you know, financial issues or financial things, then there's the house and then there's, you know, the cooking, like all the things. And if you're not communicating expectations, like, hey, babe, can you uh, unload the dishwasher while I go put the kid in the bath? Like, you know, if you're not, and you, come <laughs> yeah. out, you know what I mean? And you come out to the kitchen and he's like on his phone and you're like, um, what the hell? Like I asked you to yeah. help me. Like I'm over here, you know? So, and, and that's, you know, that's on you. Yes. If you're not the one, if you, if you expect something, but you don't tell them, you can't expect yes. someone to read your mind. So if you can't <laughs> have those conversations, right. Then you can't, you can't have these expectations or you can't yeah. react to your disappointment of them, not reading yeah. your mind and doing what you wanted them Use to do. That voice. If you watch Kristen's stories, it's my favorite part of her stories is she does a thing where every day there's something really good that it's like, 
and the hashtag is shit my family can't do. So whether it's like <laughs> all the dishes in the sink or the paper towel next to the holder yes. or like whatever. But sometimes when I look at that, I'm like, oh, is that me? The toilet paper's not on the roll. There's no gas in the car. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, okay. It's, it's not yes. that the toilet paper's not on the roll. It's that you haven't bought any toilet paper. There's <laughs> yeah, no in the house. Yes, exactly. That's- another thing I was thinking about, like thinking about this episode is, okay, so what have so many things happen, right? Like you think of like where you, how you're saying, like you're in a new relationship. It's exciting. The sex is good. Like all these, da, 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 da. and then like, when does that, like, I feel like a lot of people don't even see it coming. Like the right. thing where yeah. like, it's yeah. great and then it's not. And then I feel like, I mean, just personally speaking too, like eventually it got like awkward or like, I'm like, Oh gosh, it feels, you know, like whatever. Um, right. And so I think a lot of times, obviously women, their body changes and you have yes. kids and you're tired and you're worn out. And you know, right. when, I like, I'm even thinking about myself. It's like, wait, when did this whole, like, Oh, I'm tired. Like, no, right. like it needs to be a priority. But I think what happens is cause you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Like then you're just there and then you don't know like how to talk yeah. about that or how to right. how you fix so, that part. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think it just, it's very subtle. Like, you know, sometimes it's just like, okay, the, the work we came and you're so busy and then you come to Friday and he's like, Hey, Hey, like, let's get it on. And you're like, um, bro, do you know what kind of week I've had? Like, you know, but it's, it's the, and it's also like, um, you know, we don't always want to have sex. Sometimes we're like, Oh, but it's like, if that's going to help meet his need. And I have this on my notes, it's like, we have to bring him pleasure. Like we have to bring each other pleasure. Yeah. Like, and that's, I have that going, going into to more of the sex part, but it's like, we have to get outside of ourselves. Like, yes, I'm exhausted. Yes. But I'm going to do this because I love you and let's do it, you know, and not just out of duty, because I know what you're saying. I mean, our bodies change after kids. We might have hormonal issues. Some women like physically have issues down there that they cannot do it. So, you know what I mean? Like we have to find ways, um, to please each other. And that's why I'm saying intimacy is not just sex because, um, for like, for example, loving the things he loves. If your husband loves to freaking go play softball, this is my husband. He loves to play adult softball with these guys here in town. And I'm like, why we're so busy, but it's like, it fills his tank. So I'm going to go support him and be like, yeah, babe, like you got it, you know? So it's like, that's helping fill his tank up and vice versa. Like if he knows like you need an, uh, you know, a, a date night with your girlfriends, he's going to be like, yeah, I'll watch the kids, babe. I got dinner. Go do your thing. And guess what? You're going to come home all happy and want to get it on because you're like, bro, I love you. Like, what do you, how do you want, how do you want it tonight? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, and, and here's some of the things too, that I'm, I want to talk about is date nights. Like Date nights is so freaking critical to a marriage and it does not have to be expensive. You guys, we've had little kids like toddlers and such. And we literally would like, good night, go to bed, put them down in bed. And downstairs we have like a movie on with a glass of wine or some popcorn. And we're like, this is our date night in this season of our marriage or outside in our backyard, a bonfire. And we just chill, look at the stars. Like it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to go to some fancy schmancy restaurant. I mean, that's awesome at sometimes, you know, if you want to go fancy and get a sitter and all that, but a lot of times with early on in your marriage, a you're exhausted. Cause you probably have a few kids, toddlers, babies, whatever. 
Um, and sometimes you're just broken. You're like, okay, we don't have the 50 bucks to go out to yeah. eat and then 30 bucks to pay the sitter. Like, so find ex- inexpensive things to do. Um, that, you know, um, another thing is I think every marriage at least twice a year, you need a getaway. Like you're leaving your town. You're going to go get a hotel room for the night. They're not very expensive. You need to get away and just be together at, you know, for a night. Yeah. Leave the kids, get a sitter, dot, dot, dot. And again, that doesn't need to be expensive. It could be, Hey, let's go camping or let's do an Airbnb. Um, or like I said, if finances are an issue, have somebody take the kids for a night and stay in your own room, your own house without kids for a night. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be like spending gobs of money, but, um, it is super important. So I, um, I have a story. We went to California to visit our family and, you know, he was like, I really want to go to San Diego. My husband's like, I really want to go to San Diego. I'm going to book a, uh, you know, book a room for us. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm thinking it's like me and all the kids. So I get like two beds da, da, da. and then we're driving. And he's like, did you ask your mom to watch the kids? And I'm like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, San Diego, me and you alone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, so excited. <laughs> I'm like, I, I better shave. I better take care. <laughs> I better yeah. press the bottom. But like, it was so like, it was like a vacation in our vacation, but it was so important because it'd been a while and we, we, you guys, it's like, we need that time, you know, to just kind of be together and rest and like, kind of, you know, um, so that's I love super- how you're saying too, like, and you've said it now a couple of times of like, whether it's shaving or whatever, but like just dress Yes, once a week, maybe it's on Fridays, like. On like, I mean, look at me, I got bleach on my sweatshirt. This is how I roll. But like maybe on Fridays, you take the time to get yourself ready and put some clothes on, even if you're not going somewhere, the chances of you yourself feeling better about yourself. And then like, he will come home and notice that, you know, like then. So, yeah. And it's so important because I, I noticed like today I did makeup, curled the hair. I feel pretty. So like when he sees me, he's like, dang, babe. And I'm like, Hey. You know, but it's like, and even, even like after I work out, I freaking feel sexy. So it's going to help me like mentally, I'm going to go and run. I'm going to go on a hike, whatever. I come back and I feel good about myself. So I'm, you know, like you're in a better mental space to be, want to be intimate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I talked about doing things they love. If they love to play golf, if they love to do this, or if they love to watch sports and you're like, really? And he's like, yeah, I want to watch the game. Like sit with him. Like, dude, hold his hand while he's watching the game. You know what I mean? Like just engage with him, like be present, even though you don't want to watch, you know, the baseball game or the football game, but it's like you just being there and being a support and hanging out with him. You know what I mean? Like that's pouring into him and vice versa. Like husbands should be doing what you love too. Um, but it's gonna, you know, it's gonna fill his cup up. It's gonna fill yours up. Um, we talked about expectations already a little bit. I know um, Kristen brought that up. Um, but setting expectations, um, talking things through. So you know, if if Friday night's coming and you're like, yeah, we're gonna go on a date night, and he's like, dude, I just want pizza and I just want to watch a movie and I'm exhausted. And you know, but you haven't communicated that. So the time comes and you're like, let's go out. And he's like, well, I want a pizza. And then you're all mad. And then there goes the night because you're all pissed off at each other, you know, and the kids are like, what's happening? (laughs) Go to your room. No, just kidding. Uh, But yeah, yeah. so, you know, and I learned that early on in our marriage, like I'm thinking he can read my mind. He should know I'm exhausted. He should know I had a long day, so I don't want to have sex. Like, I just want to sleep, you know, 
but he's like, you know, trying to rub your shoulder up in bed and you're like, stop it, <laughs> leave me alone. But you know, it's like setting, setting those things, communicating about it. Um, it it's, we can't just assume like, you know, guys, they think differently. They think more, you know, love equals sex. And so they're like, oh, I feel good. You know, you know, when we do that, but we're thinking, dude, listen to me, listen to my conversation. And I feel like, oh, I feel so loved. Cause you're like looking in my eyes or whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> or and, I think uh, a lot of women actually do think about and, or like whatever, but maybe they don't like, I know that I've had a lot of these conversations where they're like, yeah, I mean, I would, if it was you know, like whatever. And so then say that, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You bring something in the room too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm getting there. Yes. Yes. So, um, (laughs) yeah, no, definitely. Like, like if I'm like, dude, you want to go? And he's like, what? Like, it's like, he's falling out of his chair because I'm initiating. And that's the thing too. Like women freaking get, let's go like initiate the the thing. But, um, but this is it too. Like, uh, going to that is like in the bedroom when you're when you're doing or when you're whatever talk about how you like it like you like it like this hey we did it like that that wasn't my fave like babe I don't want to hurt your feelings but hey like we have to talk (laughs) I'm I'm being honest like you know what I mean like we have to talk about the way we like it like when hey when you rub my shoulders I get really horny so please do that like hey when you when you kiss my feet whatever like do you do you, but I'm saying if you're not talking to him about it, he's going to think you like it this way. And he's going to ask for that way all the time. And you're like, dude, I hate that way. And, but it's like, (laughs) you never said, so like 12 years, he's been doing it like that. And you're like, PS, like, can we, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, uh, let's see. So sex, so do it often. Okay. I'm serious. Do it as much as you can, because it definitely helps you be on the same page. And there's, Um, there's many studies of how, like, when you guys are connected intimately, and I'm not talking about like three times a day or whatever, but I'm talking about like at least three to four times a week, you should be having sex with your spouse. At least if it's more than high five. And if it's less then maybe you should talk about some things like, Hey, this, you know, whatever. Um, but talk about the expectations. Don't assume that, um, you know, don't assume anything in the bedroom. You have to communicate it. And yes, it's uncomfortable to be like, Hey, you know, when we did it like that last night, he's like, yeah, you know, I can really care for that or it can hurt or whatever. (laughs) Um, you know, you have to talk about it. Um, and that's something I struggled with. Like, girl, believe me. I was like, Oh, or like, you know, like they know, like when you, they know, like when you're doing it and you're like cringing or you're like, whatever, they're like, are you good? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Or you're like, they're like, Oh, and they're like, what happened? I'm like, just, just be done. Hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'm kind of over it, but, um, but I, <laughs> and I'm just being honest because this is, you know, but if he likes, yeah, go ahead, girl. So, yes. Like the Talk longer, the longer you wait to have these conversations, the worse it gets, the more awkward it is, the yes. more difficult it is to have the conversation. So if yes. you can just like, Oh, like just keep the status quo, right? Like we'll just keep it going like it is because I don't want right. to have a hard conversation. And that's kind of with all relationships or any subject in your marriage that would come up, right? Like it's important to have the hard conversations because as soon yeah. as you get it out, like you'll just feel a weight lifted. Yeah. It's right. 
better than you think, right? Like you're imagining all these worst case scenarios in your head, or I don't want to make somebody feel bad or whatever, but in that you're choosing, like, what is the saying? Like, if you don't change it, you choose it. Right. So like choosing to keep it the way it is, if if you're not willing to have the the conversation. Well, and I think it's important too, because a lot of women, like, you know, without, like stimulation, they're not going to have an orgasm. And if they like, I don't know how they wouldn't know, but I do know that a lot of women, like I've talked to many women that are literally like, yeah, no, he thinks I do. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? He thinks (laughs) you like, if I'm, you know, like, so I think that is important because there are ways to fix that. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And definitely. Too, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. No, you're fine. weird on Zoom. Like you're not in front of each other. Yeah. So you can't. But like we didn't address like trauma because that can be oh, like yes. sexual trauma in someone's past also can be like a real, you know, hindrance in even in a marriage and a relationship. Yes. And definitely. so it's really important, I feel like, to be open and honest and communicate about those things as well so that right. someone can understand like it's not you it's this that happened to me, you know, and someone yes. who loves you should be able to handle having that information and be able to like treat you accordingly, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is so important. And that goes to my next thing. Um, so I started listening. So I, we read, I mean, I read a lot of marriage resources. We've read like every marriage book, but, um, I'm always learning and growing about marriage. Um, there's this one podcast that I'm sure Steph will give you the info to put in the notes, but it's called delight your marriage. And it is fire. Like I learned about it from some other friends. They're like, Oh yeah, this podcast. I'm like, where, what it's all about sex in a Christian marriage. And it like blew my mind. I was like, what? Um, so with that said, you know, she's talking about oral sex and I'm like, Um, I need to listen to that one. (laughs) So, and, and this goes back to, okay. So this goes back to like growing up, I grew up in a Christian home. Like, you know, we didn't talk about things like this. So, you know, I get married and my husband's like, Hey, can you do that? And I'm like, uh, no. uh." So I equated that as like dirty, nasty, like prostitute, like what I got, like wrong. So I hardly, like, I hardly ever not anymore because I'm free. <laughs> but no, no. So I listened to that podcast and I'm like mind blown. Cause she's talking about like, dude, you are to please your husband. Like the Bible says, like you guys are made for each other. Like, this is not dirty. This is totally biblical. Like, and I was like mind blown. So now like I've shifted my mind to like what I used to think dirty, da, 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 whatever. And now I'm like, dude, this is for my man. Like I'm teasing him. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, not that he's I'm going to bring it up it. necessarily, but I'm going to be like, Paul, you seem to have this <laughs> gleam in your eyes lately. What's going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was going to say he's happy. Uh, no, so, um, no, but like, seriously, like you want your, you want them to be happy and be like that, you know, like fulfilled. And so, yeah, so yeah. I had to change my mind and now I'm like, now that I listened to that and got a little bit of freedom, I was like, all right, what are we doing tonight? Like, I'm like, it's, I'm like excited for it. I'm not like yeah. dreading it. Like I used to, you know, and you know, it's also, it's also a different season of our mar- uh, of our raising our kids too. Our kids are big, like our baby's six. So you can, there's seasons you can't always like expect that kind of like, you know, intimacy when you are nursing or breastfeeding. Like I know when I was nursing my babies, I was like, don't touch my boobs. Cause like, 
milk's coming out and you're turning yeah. the off, up on them. Like, please don't touch that. You know, so it's like different seasons. But um, like I said, if he likes it a certain way, be like, let's go there and don't overthink it. And um, I love what Kristen said about um, if you've been through some hard things, like if you've been abused or just different things, you might need counseling or therapy to help you get through that because it's very hard. And like, like I said, in the beginning of my marriage, I was thinking like all these thoughts and it was like, I needed to just stop and talk things out with my husband. But if you need help, like, please get that because anything that's maybe happened to you before your marriage regarding sex, you're going to bring into your marriage. You know, you're, you're going to have that baggage emotional or whatever. So you need to like heal through that. And he needs to respect you too. And be like, okay, I understand you're healing through that. So how can I help you? What can I do? Um, and so, and that just can't be a, a crux. Like if you've been hurt that way, you can't be like, well, no, we can't because I'm still working on that. Okay. Like work on it, girl, but then give your man what he wants because you know, that's your husband. You have to, I mean, I've heard of marriages where they've been like, yeah, it's been like two years. We haven't had sex. And I'm like, what? Like, how are you still, you know? And, and that, but I'm not You're saying not. like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. how, and then we hear of like husbands cheating or husbands. And we're like, why would, why would he ever do that? But it's like, you don't know. Maybe his wife has just been like, sorry. And so it's like, we don't really know, but we have to, as women, like, be there, you know, be there for our spouse and do that. Um, so, and also like make it romantic, shoot, put some candles up in there, put some music. Um, oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> am I there? Sorry, sorry. Uh, put some music on, make, get, I'm mean, like, I put get kinky because I'm sorry, like this is your marriage. So get, you know, if you need to do something, do it the way. Um, but this gal, this podcast, she talks about like, what are your fantasies? And yeah. I'm like, never thought about that. But it's like, if you're like, Hey, I want to whatever, or Hey, my dream one day is to like have sex on the beach with you. Like, well, find a beach and do your yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like talk about the things that you've always wanted or desired. And it doesn't, and you know, it's like, it's within your marriage. So it's not like you're saying like, Oh, I've always wanted to have a threesome. Like we're not, you know, I'm just saying like, that's <laughs> like, okay, yeah. like, like biblically, we're not going to go there, but like, if it's like, Hey, I've always wanted to be like outside in nature, looking at the stars and making love like to you or whatever. It's like, Oh, like, let's do that or whatever, you yeah. know, but like the fantasies that you have, like talk about those. And, um, with your spouse, she talks about like, do, do a dance, like freaking put on a little show for your man, like wear the heels, put buy the lingerie, like make it like an exciting, like not a dreadful thing. Like, Oh dang, like tonight's yeah. the night or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on the calendar. No, just kidding. He's all look at the yeah. calendar, babe. Oh, just kidding. But, um, but yeah, so see what today so, is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, just, just being, being communicating, being open with one another, because this is the most intimate relationship on earth that you're going to have. Um, yeah. you know, your relationship with God is super intimate, important, but the physical, like it's your spouse. So you have to be. Um, you know, open, honest, do the things, communicate about sex, talk about, you know, the struggles and, um, but love each other through them too. So yeah, that's what I, I got. Love it. <laughs> well, I just like, I love all of that because I think like, and even in my own mind, like I'm constantly thinking things and I'm like, 
Hey, everybody that knows me knows that I have a big mouth and I'm not afraid to say anything, but you know what I mean? So yeah. Why should you be afraid to say things there? Because it is important. And, you know, we had gotten to a place where it was not a priority or sleeping in separate rooms and you just, you can't do that. So like now I know for us moving forward, like if that hat, all of that has to be a priority for us to succeed and to soar. And, um, you know, I like in the beginning, how you said like the marriage is the glue. It has to be the glue. It has to be, you know, I know that now this time around, um, going into it, like that relationship will be the most important. And for me, um, it wasn't necessarily that, right? Like, because once I had AJ, it was like, I waited so long to have him. And so then it was like, well, he's the most important thing. And, you know, it still kind of shows like, so we need to reel his butt back into shape and just let him know, or, you know, you're, you're doing a disservice to your children. If you don't make that the, the priority, because then they have a skewed vision of what it's supposed to look like moving forward then you just like continue to recreate that right so yeah for all of us three like yeah it is god and you know and what that is supposed to look like to god and and to your children and all of that so i love that yes yes it comes down to communication and prioritizing right like you have to put your you have to put god first and then your marriage and then your children right? Like, yes. I, th- I think that's something that comes in between so many marriages that I know that that was a huge, just like what Steph said, like Asher is the apple of my eye. He is the sweetest, most precious thing in the entire world. And I really slid him right in front of my husband when I had yeah. him. So, you know, it's been about eight and a half years. We got a lot of work to do. Um, but I do never want to I don't ever want him to have a, a marriage where, you know, he gets put into second place because he has a baby, yeah. you know, like yeah. you know, I'm not setting the best example for him. You know, we think like, oh, we're doing the best thing for him. We're putting them first and they're, yeah. but it, it truly isn't the way God intended it. And so just like, I keep coming back to this thing, like when you're out of his will, you will suffer and right. it is not his will for us to have our children on a pedestal above our spouse or our spouse or our children on a pedestal above him. Right. So he right. has to be like, it's like a triangle and he has to be at the top and then you and your spouse are, you know, below that and then your children. So it is about communicating <laughs> to like, that's, I think it's really, really hard to have these conversations because like for me personally, I always like in the moment, it's easier to just keep the peace. Right. right for so sure. it's just like, Oh, I just like, don't ever say anything because I don't feel like ruffling feathers or having the, you know, if it would become an argument or like, it just feels easier in the moment though, only it is not better in the long run and I'll never get to a better place. I'm choosing it because I'm not changing it. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really important. And there's times like, you know, like you said, you want to bring something up, but it might not be the right time. So Mm -hmm. you might have to wait for like a quiet moment and you're like, Hey babe, like, can I, can I just bring something up? And you know, because a lot of times we want to be like guns blazing, like we're going to talk about this now. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, babe, the game's on. And you're like, Oh, that's more important than me. And you, you know, you get like all fired up and pissed off, but it's like, we have to find the times that I'm learning this because I have to be like, okay, right now is not a good time, but 
later when I have more of his full attention, I could be like, Hey, you know, when you said that, it kind of hurt my feelings or, Hey, when, um, you did that, it kind of, you know, made me feel this way. Um, and I'm learning that because that's really hard. And I've also learned don't fight in front of your kids. I mean, you know, there's times to have little like, okay, Hey, don't do that or whatever. But like I've noticed, cause we've had some, we've had some arguments and the kids freak out. Like Addie will like cover her ears if I raise my voice and I'm like, babe, it's okay. And she's like, no, don't fight. And I'm like, what did we do? But you know, it's like, you have to find the times where like, let's just stop this right now and, and talk about it tonight when the kids are asleep, because you know, it's, it's not important for them to see you get all crazy. And, you know, like we said, the, the marriage is the glue. So if they see mom and dad, like all pissed off and slamming doors, then they're going to be like, what did I do? And they start to I'm like, food. right. Yeah. yeah. They're like, like, you know, and they start to freak out and you're like, we're okay. We just need to talk things out, but it's okay to, to have them see that, Hey, mom and dad need to work things out. Mom and dad are a team. We're always going to be a team. This is our family. And we tell our kids that, um, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, we have I to have, talk things out. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, um, just like vivid memory of being a little girl and being in my room. My parents were arguing, but they were in the basement and they thought we couldn't hear I wasn't, they yeah. thought we were asleep. I was famous for pretending I was asleep when they yeah. came to check on me, but then I wasn't. Um, but I could hear them arguing in the basement. And I had like cousins who had divorced parents and um, you know friends who had divorced parents. And I was, I'm a worrier. I have been since the day I was born, I think. Um, but so I was terrified. Like I thought my parents were going to get divorced because they were having an argument. Right. And so I remember I was just screaming and crying and pounding on the floor so that they could hear me and upstairs and, and they did, you know, they came up and reassured me that, look, we have, you know, so I think just, um, if your kids do hear you have an argument just to like reassure them, like, Hey, grownups have to, you know, we have, we have disagreements, just like you have disagreements with your brother or sister, or a, a friend yeah. at school. And all we have to do is talk it out. And you know, that you're, you know, your life is safe because we've made this commitment to each other. You know, I, I don't know. That just came to me when you were talking. Yeah. About it. I, sometimes Definitely. it's inevitable that you're going to have words or, you know, something in front of your children, but just to like give them that reassurance that look, we have disagreements, but everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I think it's unrealistic. Cause I remember, you know, growing up in church, they're like, you never argue in front of your kids. You never fight. And it's like, okay, that's stupid and unrealistic because we're yeah, a family, right. like families are messy and, you know, you yeah. have to talk things out and there's arguments, but, but the thing is, yeah, you know, reassuring them like, Hey, mom and dad are fine. We love you guys. We're, you know, like we're going to, we'll just have to talk these things out. Um, so definitely, definitely. I love that. And point. One other thing I wanted to circle back to, like, I just almost need to thank you for bringing this to light because I'm such a proponent of if it doesn't bring you joy don't do it so I'm very much like my husband loves hunting my husband loves gardening he outside shit you know I don't like it <laughs> and so he asked me all the time like just wake up in the morning with me and come turkey hunting like just to like watch the nature wake up you know like wake up in the morning and not to shoot a turkey or whatever but or like come out to the garden with us or you know, whatever it is, you want to go for a ranger ride? And I'm like, oh, bugs. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so, but it's really true. Like, I'm just sort of telling him every day, you're not important enough for me to do something that makes yeah. me uncomfortable or that yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And so that's not because he would literally move the 
earth for me if if I asked right. him to. So and you've been talking about that for a while now. Yeah, I mean, like, I yeah, I'm all. But, but I'm just saying that's awesome that you're. It's not like you're oblivious, and you know. You're right, but it, but if I, if I'm choosing yeah. not to change it, that's a problem because I do see it, and that is why I've been called selfish numerous times in my life. Right, like if I don't want to do it, I don't do it, <laughs> and that's like a very stubborn, silly yeah. way to <laughs> to live. Um, but so it's good. I'm just recognizing it more and more yeah. and you recognize it, the more you can, you know, work to- <laughs> like, so there's hope maybe one day yeah. I'll go to the garden. So you're saying there's a change. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know, like, think about like when we were dating them, like we would like be right by their side, like whatever they anything. were. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so, yep. so sometimes we're like, well, we're married now. Like we got the guy, but you know, we don't have to do the things, but it's like, yeah, like, you know, and I'm, and you don't have to do it every day, but just maybe be like, Hey, I'm going to go out and you'll be like, you know what I mean? And fill his love up, his love tank up. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's important. And I probably don't have to say if I'm in the garden, like I'm doing this to be nice to you. Look, I'm in the garden. Are you noticing that I hang out here? And you ask me to? Just have a smile. Just have a smile on your face at least. <laughs> well, that's hard for talkers. Right. So, and also like both of you saying like communicating, whatever, um, I used to feel like I was communicating certain things and maybe I wasn't communicating it quite clearly, clearly. And then I would like, literally, <laughs> I would leave post-it notes <coughs> around the house, you know, like, Oh, look at me bowl. I would look really good in the dishwasher. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like things like that, you know, so you all passive aggressive. Yeah. I'm like that. Don't have to be a jerk. That's about it exactly what shit my family can't do is it's passive aggressive. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> but what's even better is that none of them know that you're doing it, so it's like. <laughs> well, I think it's important too to figure out like how your partner receives things. Yes, because if you're constantly communicating the same thing and they're never receiving it, then you need to think about the way you're communicating it. Maybe you need to right. communicate it in a different way so that they can receive it from you in a way that, you know pushes you forward rather than right. you stuck because um yeah yeah and I think too uh something that I didn't mention but if your marriage like needs marriage counseling like you need outside people to help you please like do it because it's like when we're we, yeah definitely and, it, and like I said it's not like a oh my gosh we don't have our crap together or oh my gosh we're you know but it's like if you need that help do it and get the counseling or get whatever you need for your marriage to you know Sometimes you do need an outside source to come and look in and be like, Hey, like that was it, you know, da, da, da. so, so yeah, for sure. You always have to be working on, on the relationship all the time. Yes. What about, um, so I'm like, and I've been saying this for years and I don't know why it's just been on my mind <clears throat> of doing like a couple's retreat. Um, so I know we're looking in that. I have no idea what's in my throat right now. So <laughs> it sounds like I'm about to cry. I'm not, I'm just choking over here. <laughs> um, so like finding a retreat possibly to do, um, Kristen always says like, you know, every time we go on a trip together, we just come back so connected and, you know, yes, definitely. and, um, you know, a lot of us know about like the love languages or, you know, some of these books, do you have top recommendations? You said you've read all of the books. You guys have done all of the things. Uh, what are your favorite? Yeah. So I have one in front of me right now. Um, this one's called the marriage, not, 
um, I don't know if you guys can see the name, but it's uh, Seven Choices That Keep Couples Together um, by Ron and Jody Zapia. I can get you the info. This one has been super good. We just started it and I feel like is really, really good. Um, I love The Kingdom Marriage by Tony Evans. Um, that really gets you thinking about, you know, um, God and like the purpose of marriage from, you know, Christian perspective, super good. Of course, the five love languages are super good, but the, um, the same guy, I believe it's, I think it's Gary Smalley. He has a book called the four seasons of marriage. Oh, and that one is fire because it talks about as a tree or like as seasons have like winter, fall, spring, summer, there are seasons in your marriage where you are, oh my gosh, right now it feels like we're in winter. We can't really communicate. You know, we're having issues. Things are dead around here. But then comes spring that's like new life and joy. And, and yeah. that might mean, you know, like if you're in a w winter season, you might need that getaway or that marriage retreat and to bring that life back into your, you know, your, um, your marriage, um, which is so funny because, you know, we have led marriage ministries back in California at our churches and we did two marriage retreats and they're just amazing. One was in San Diego, one was in Solvang, California, and they were like incredible. Like when you get away, like at, in a marriage retreat and get, you know, you're, you get poured into by other couples and you talk through hard things. And it's like, man, you feel like, Oh, like we're newlyweds again. You know, you want to be around each other, intimate and all the things. Um, but yeah, those books are really, really good. And like I said, I'm always listening to podcasts, that podcast I mentioned, and then uh, focus on the family, which has been around forever has different they have like one on like children and marriage but the one on marriage is super good and you guys the podcasts are like seven minutes and every time i listen i'm like mind blown <laughs> like that yeah. was so simple you know like so simple but so good and they talk about different things but you know constantly listening to things that are going to encourage you in your marriage yeah. um yeah so and and I didn't mention this at all but um we are very strict in our family even in our marriage to not watch movies that uh, promote adultery or like, you know, like Mr. My mistress or we're just real careful. Um, sorry. Sorry guys. Um, sorry. But yeah, so we're real careful to not like, if we have a show and it's like the, the man cheating on his wife, we're like off. Cause yeah. we don't even want that crap in our house. Like we're really, really careful of what we bring in and stuff like that. that. So that's something to think about too. Like you don't want, you know, you're watching a movie and it's like all about, you know, this guy cheating on his wife or girl cheating. It's like, mm, yeah. eh, you know, turn it yeah. off and, um, and, and bring stuff in. That's going to be, that's going to help you guys, you know? So speak life, right? Like speak life Definitely. into your marriage rather than, yeah. I wanted to say one more thing too. So prepare, like if you are in a winter season and you do seek out these podcasts or read these books or go to these conferences, like be prepared for it to be some work. It's not like yes. you go to something yeah. and it's like this magic pill that's going to make everything better and yeah. without having to have still have the hard conversations, right? Like those have to happen no matter what. And right. be prepared to feel some like conviction because you're going to, you're not going to read a book that tells you all the things your husband is doing wrong, right? Like you're going to read a book and you're going to feel convicted and your conviction is your conscience and your conscience is the Holy spirit in you yes. telling you, right? Like these things need to change. Like this is a you problem you right, isn't your husband's fault right so yeah be prepared to do the hard work and if it's worth it to you to have a healthy long-lasting marriage then then 
it's totally worth it. It's totally worth yeah. it. And, you know, doing the work within yourself. I was going to say too, I think like for me, I've been in counseling now and all that stuff. And, you know, although people will say, you know, Chad and I tried counseling, but at the time it, you know, when people, everybody has things that they need to heal from. And so just, it's just my opinion, like go on your own, like have him go, yes. you go, like work yes. on your own stuff because until you're fully, um, and no one's ever going to be fully okay with everything. Right. But like, until you really address the things and until, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I went and she just, you know, she was terrible or this and that. Well, why? Cause you didn't want to hear what they had to say Yeah. or, exactly. you know, you have to be exactly what Kristen's saying. Like you have to be willing to do the work. You like, why, why am I in such a different place now? Because when I went back to counseling this time, I shared everything, all of the right. things, you know, and that's when you're yeah. able to you know, see, especially in our circumstance, that's when I was able to see everything again, like this person changed my life. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like right. see, what we have is unbelievable and, you know, like all of those things, but it was hard for me to see that because a, I let AJ be the center of everything B, you know, whatever, once you get into certain seasons too. And for both of us, it was, you know, like, there was depression and then there was drinking and then there was sleeping yeah. in rooms and, you know, and that can take over. And so like for me right yeah. now, drinking is not an option, you know, and he's also not drinking right now. And, you know, you find the things that are important and you work through that and you work on yourself and then you're set up, you know, you like the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot show up yeah. completely for anybody else until you're showing up for yourself. And that will always stand true. Definitely. Yes. So that good. That it's important. Sorry. It's important to, you will have to make sacrifices, right? Yeah. Like maybe he had to make a choice between, well, I really enjoy drinking and it's not a problem for me, but it would make my marriage healthier and it would support death yes. in her, you know, in her sobriety and her, you know, journey if I didn't do that. So to make the sacrifice that would benefit your entire family is, is a no brainer. Definitely. Um, I was going to say too, it's key to find like mentor couples, like couples that you're like, dude, like, yeah, like they're awesome. And not saying that they have it all together, but like seek out somebody at your church or whatever and be like, dude, can you guys just kind of like guide us, help us yeah. uh, maybe somebody you can ask hard questions to, like, if you trust the, the wife and be like, Hey, like, what's your thought on this or whatever. But you know, mentor couples is so, so important because you feel like you're not doing it alone. You feel like, okay, this is normal to, you know, have these struggles, go through these things, but the encouragement of another couple is so, so important. Yeah, for sure. We were lucky to have a number of mentors in our previous awesome. church. And, um, so yeah, that'll be exciting, like moving forward too, but this was awesome. Um, yeah. It was a God thing, right? Like, thank you for, again, just like reaching out to me as you yeah. always are so great about doing that. And um, I love that. I'm so glad we got to this, like to the real, like talking about all the real things, you know, cause you, yes. can, you can hear like, oh, make it, a, you know, but I love that you're like, come on girl and go shave your, you know, and get your life together. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm going to actually listen to this podcast. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, it's, that's awesome. And you know, don't you want to be like, I, you hear other people like to like, Oh, look at them. They look so perfect. I bet they're not. Well, 
maybe they are. I mean, nobody's perfect, but I'm just saying, wouldn't you want to leave a legacy and the, the yeah. way to leave a legacy is going to be through your marriage and your family. Right. So definitely. Yeah. So good. Love, Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This thank you. So awesome. Yes. Yes. So much. And um, yeah, this is awesome. All right, girls. Love you both. Bye, girls. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.